the Sports Sit-Down. Mike Demergis with Joe D'Aluisio and MassCom senior Sean Dalgower. And Sean, uh, I bet you a buck, okay, I bet you a whole dollar last <laughs> week that the Yankees were going to lose. I said they were going to lose to the Twins, but I didn't have much faith in this team going forward. And unfortunately, I was right. They went down like a bunch of wimps to the Boston Red Sox. Uh. Fortunately, well, I mean, I mean, let, let, let's let's back up to the wild card game. They look great against the Oakland A's. They against a relief pitcher, not even a starting. They, look at the they, pitchers they lost to. Time David out. Price and a relief pitcher. Okay, well, uh, it's the Oakland A's. They pitch a they pitch an Australian pitcher that hasn't won a game in his you know season in his you know major league career. Then you look at the rest of the numbers. They should have lo- They should have won game one. They win game two, but it's not really a great win because if you look at it, they had a lot of times where they were pressing up, and it it seemed like the game could have slipped away from them at any moment. You know, if and then I mean, there's so many people on this list. With there's they're one for eighteen and you know conversions, trying to get the runners. Here in. it is, four for twenty six runners in scoring position, one fifty four average. You know what the Red Sox were? They batted four hundred with runners in scoring position. How about you get a guy that can get a base hit with runners in scoring position instead of getting Giancarlo Stanton striking out? Giancarlo Stanton is the big home run hitter. You can't, you can't, you can't rely on him for much at the moment. The people I'm most surprised about: Miguel and Duhar, Glaber Torres. Those are the guys that I'm not I was surprised expecting. about that because they're rookies. Joe, you being the resident Met fan, and you have no rooting interest in this at all. And not much to root for in, in your whole life with the New York Mets. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> what, what was your take? Did you have much faith in the Yankees going into this into the series? I mean, we entered this this season and we knew what the story behind the Yankees were. It was if the bats are hitting and they're and they could hit well, they're going to do well. But they're they're boomer bust. So if they're hitting home runs, they're doing great. But when they're not, they're doing terrible. And the question going into the season was: Could this pitching staff be enough? Will it be enough? And clearly it wasn't. Their starting pitchers got rocked. Outscored 20-4 to in the last two games to get eliminated by the Boston Red Sox. The relief pitching was there. The starting pitching wasn't. But we knew that. And just to your point with, with the starting pitching, starting pitchers went 13 innings in four games. 13 innings in four games, and Tanaka had five of them. You're not going to go on to the ALCS or win a World Series when you're starting pitching can't even go six innings. Yeah, that's the problem I have with Boone. You think about it, his game plan in the wild card, you talked about, he even said it after the wild card, and Luis Severino said the same thing. They were trying to make it so that he can only go four innings. What happened to baseball? How do you got a standing ovation. What happened to baseball where you have you know the starting pitcher, you can't even get four innings out of him? Four innings. Well, that's what I loved about Verlander last year. He was old school. He was catfish hunter Jim Palmer, Tom Seaver last year. Uh-huh. I mean, this guy was, was a money pitcher. And, and again, Cashman's failure. He could have made a deal for Verlander last year. He couldn't get it done. This year, he makes a deal for Giancarlo Stanton. The guy he should have went after was Christian Yelich. They needed that lefty kind of bat. They didn't need another big right-handed hitter with a hole in his swing. I mean, you look at it all, all around, overall. This team, again, it'll be the same story next year. Unless this pitching staff is is fixed, um, they're going to have the same bats. These young kids that played well this year, they're going to have another year under their experience. This team is still going to probably easily actually be a hundred plus win team. But if they don't fix the pitching, this team's not going to win a World Series. Let me go uh, with a stat with you. I looked up. Stanton struck out two hundred eleven times this year. Two hundred eleven. Okay, I don't know if your father's old Yankee fans or stuff like that. Uh, Joe DiMaggio, you know how many times he struck out in his career? In his career, 369 times. you got to put the bat on the ball in the postseason. Get rid of all this garbage analytics. Just rip it up. 
okay? <laughs> when you get to the postseason, you need to play small ball. You got to be able to bunt. You got to be able to run. You got to be able to make plays. Put the damn bat on the ball, Giancarlo. I don't want to see this again. And that's what it comes down to. Again, timely hitting and not being able to just hit the ball and move the runners. The Yankees were unable to do it. They're boom or bust. If they're not hitting home runs, they're not hitting at all, and it was evident in this series. I mean, George Steinbrenner named uh, Dave Winfield Mr. May when he went 1-for-22 in the World Series in 1981. What are we going to call Giancarlo, Mr. March? Is that going to be his nickname? Because he's not going to be Mr. October. He's not going to be Mr. October. He's not going to be Mr. November. What grinds my gears is so many times people are talking about Giancarlo and where his defining Yankee moment is. He hasn't saying, had it yet. They, they're saying it was that, you know, we had a couple walk-off in, what was it, May? You, you can't, you, May does not count yeah. in New York. Yankee, you Yankee. Play, go back to Miami. Go back to a city where, <laughs> where, where they just go to go. Because you're not going to cut it in New York. Yankee moments are defined in October. That's the only time you can really say that. Jeter's home run. That's why he's Mr. November. You know, Reggie, uh, Reggie Jackson, that's why he's Mr. October. These things happen in the postseason. You're never going to hear a Yankee that gets his number retired because he hit a walk-off in the middle of July. It's just not it's just not the case. If May moments matter, then the Mets had a heck of a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of teams in trouble, uh, let's start with the uh, New York Giants. They dropped to 1-4. and four. A game they had against Carolina would have been a division win in the NFC. So, I mean, an NFC conference win. So that could have set them up nicely. The NFC East is terrible this year. They'd be right in the mix with things, sitting at two and three. They let this one get away. Odell Beckham opened up his mouth in this interview with Little Wayne, and then he goes in. Let's see, he muffs a punt, leads to touchdown. He drops a fourth and three, and he drops a touchdown pass. And he says, "Oh, oh, we mot- my my speech, my talk motivated the team." I I, I can't see that. I can't either. And first of all, what what grinds my gears is that the second grinding your gears. Yes, it, it, it's it's happened a lot apparently. But they they've won four games, you know, over the past what two years or so now. Mm-hmm. And, and they keep talking about how great their clubhouse is and how n- nice they are and how you know you know you know how they have such great camaraderie. If they have such great camaraderie, they'd be winning games, and they wouldn't have you know Odell be talking about how you know he does. He's not entirely sure if he likes it in New Listen, York. Listen, great com- camaraderie does not make that big a difference. You look at the Giants when they won the eighties. That locker room, Lawrence Taylor basically did his thing. I don't. I don't think yeah. they're all great buddies. You look at the Yankees in the seventies; they couldn't stand each other. Reggie fought with Billy. Billy fought with George Steinbrenner. Greg Nettles decked Reggie Jackson, Billy and so left. on. Billy so, left. So you don't need a great chemistry. You you need some kind of unifying force to make you play better. And I, I just think the the Giants don't have the talent. And we talked about this uh, last week that you know maybe they made a mistake here not going for Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold. Here's what here's what really bothers me with Odell Beckham's comments is he's complaining that the team isn't throwing the ball enough. They're not they're not they as catch creative. The ball on fourth down. And here's the thing though. I don't. Eli is past his prime. I think we could agree on that. His his best football is behind him, but Odell doesn't know what it's like to have a rookie come in and throw him the ball, and how much harder that would be. At the same time, the Giants should have drafted a quarterback to prepare him in the coming years. But now, once they put in a new guy there, it's going to be just as difficult, and the drama is still going to be there. 
to your point, though, that's why they brought in Saquon Barkley, because we, we know that Eli is not what he used to be. But Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl because of the running game and the defense. You go back before that, John Elway, his last two years, did not have the, nearly the army he had in the 80s as he did in the late 90s. And he won a couple of Super Bowls because of Terrell Davis. So that's why they brought Saquon in here. Yeah, but you bring Saquon in when you have a stout offensive line, and their offensive line is garbage. They have no offensive line. Absolutely not. And that's where the issue is. You can't. I don't care if you're if you're Walter Payton or Barry Sanders. If you don't have an offensive line to create something, you have nothing. Uh, got a few minutes left here. The Jets, three hundred and twenty-three yards rushing the ball. They took the pressure off of Darnold. Uh, did anybody see this comment, Sean? No, absolutely not. And you think about it, like we like we we're talking about before with the whole quarterback thing. Sam Darnold, what they brought him in to throw. They knew he was a great passer. He had some money throws there. Yeah, he had some incredible throws. But to, to think that the run game was going to be the one that really just put the dagger in, was I, I never saw that coming. I was totally blindsided by that. Darnold needed this game, and he needed to play at this level. And the Jets put him in a situation to win. He only attempted 22 passes. You don't want your rookie quarterback throwing the ball 35-plus times. They were able to rely on the run game. They demolished that Broncos defense and it made Sam it looked like Sam Darnold was much more comfortable not having to be the guy to throw the ball on every other day well the the running game took the pressure off the quarterback that's what the Giants need to do and did Von Miller make the trip this this vaunted vaunted Broncos defense <laughs> you know Von Miller going to the Hall of Fame the next Lawrence Taylor I didn't even know he showed up for this game they the Jets ran right at him yeah I mean he, he was absolutely irrelevant and you know before the what I thought was pretty funny was before the game get with her flying over and he puts some stuff on Instagram he puts this kind of you know anti-Jets video up on his Instagram and I thought it was hilarious because it they, they just turned around and shoved it right back in his face I got a solution to the offensive problems for the offensive line in the NFL. This is what they need to do, and this this is going to work. Oh, boy. 1-1,000, Then you rush the quarterback. Yeah. That, that'll take care of everything. Uh, I, I know something that you wanted to talk about, the MMA fight. Conor McGregor loses uh, on the tap out, apparently. So why don't you break that down for us in the last minute or so? Okay, so first of all, McGregor. I'm a big McGregor guy. However, didn't have a really great feeling well, about you, this fight. You're wearing the Irish shirt, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That I am. That I am. However, so McGregor goes into this fight very bizarre. How he, you know, pressed the, uh, you know, addressed the press and the media. He was very kind of laid back. A lot of them. He was actually pretty drunk in a bunch of them. But I mean, honestly, going forward, he he can't. He cannot wrestle. He cannot grapple. He can't get. You know, as soon as he gets down, he's done. So I mean, the reach and the, you know, the kick was the only thing that he had. So basically, all Khabib needed to do was get him down, and it was just a joke. And he just, you know, just mashed him for. Four rounds, and it wasn't even close. Do you see another uh, uh, wrestler, uh, uh, MMA fighter, going into the ring again uh, like McGregor did? Like when, uh, in the boxing ring again for that spectacle again? Because I don't think McGregor's got anything left. Uh, I think McGregor has kind of reached the amount of... What about another boxer going into that? Do you see another boxer with that talent uh, going in there? I mean, honestly, no. I think McGregor has one of those left hooks that are just unstoppable. You can't touch him. And, and you've seen it time and time again where he's knocked all those people out. Just, you know, you know, Jose Aldo, um, uh, Eddie Alvarez. It's just back-to-back back, you've seen these fights that have happened where he just hits him with the left hook. So I don't really see that happening in a boxing room. However, Khabib was just incredible with, you know, the wrestling. He just, it was just, he just overpowered him. But whatever, whatever happened at the end was just... Just kind of definitely uh, muddied the you know the win for him. So. All right, we'll go, we'll go back to football here. The Giants play the Eagles on Thursday night. Uh, Olivier Vernon looks like he's going to play. He's going to suit up. He's he's not on the injured list. 
needless to say, this is a must win for the Giants. You know, can they get it done against a defending champion? You know, what's crazy about this game is that if the Giants do win, they're right back in it in terms of that right division. back in it, and that that speaks to that Two speaks volumes. That's what I'm saying. If they would have beat Carolina, they'd be in position to be in first place in the NFC least. It, it speaks <laughs> it, it speaks volume to how bad that this division really is, and and you know what, they have a shot. Um, and this Eagles team, defending champions, they've been inconsistent. You haven't seen them really hit their stride yet, and I think it's going to also take some time with that team because of you know Carson Wentz is back, and it's going to take time for them to gel. Injuries have played a role, but it's a good opportunity for the, for the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think Carson Wentz has been the same Carson Wentz we've seen before his injury. So I think to your point that it's going to take a long time for those Eagles to get back into their stride. And we probably won't see it until probably the second half of the season, no doubt.